What's up, movie lovers? Welcome back to another episode of I Want to Talk About Movies. I'm going to do something a little different I, I've never done before. I am going to talk about a movie that I literally just saw yesterday. I saw it on its release day, and it was one of the I was one of the first people who saw this movie. A friend of mine uh, had suggested we go see it. We made sure we bought tickets early. We had good seats, and we went to go see a, a movie called Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen, uh, it stars uh, Ben Platt. Uh, those of you who've seen uh, Pitch Perfect will probably know him as Benji. Um, you know, I like Ben Platt. I think he's a great actor. I, I would love to see more of him. Um, also starred uh, Amy Adams and Julianne Moore. Awesome people. Um, awesome actresses. Uh, this was originally, uh, originally a Broadway musical. And they had made it into a movie. And they had talked about making it a movie for quite some time now. And then finally they had released it, released the information that, yes, it is going to be made into a movie. And Ben Platt, the reason why he's not in a whole lot of movies is because of the fact that he was touring with this show, Dear Evan Hansen. And he plays Evan Hansen. And the reason why it was such a, a, a rush to... To get this into this get this movie into production is because of the fact that Ben Platt is about twenty eight. He's in his late twenties, and Evan Hansen is a high school student. So he kind of has to play the role now before he gets a little too old to not convince people that he's a he's a high school student. I mean, John Travolta did it back back in the day with Greece. So I mean, if he can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's why it was kind of a mad rush. Um, it did seem really quick. Um, at one point, it was I, I had just found out, like a few months ago, I believe, that that uh, they were making a movie, and a friend of mine had told me that she really likes this musical, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, like I'm definitely interested to watch it. Uh, normally with musicals, I, I enjoy a good musical. Um, usually with musicals, I don't like to listen to the songs before I see it for the first time. Um, in this case, I had never seen this musical. I had almost never heard of this musical. And I didn't want to hear the songs before I went into it. And in this case, I did hear the songs, and they were pretty, pretty interesting. You know, nothing I would write home about. And, yeah, you know, we went to go and see it. And, honestly, it was not what I expected. But we'll talk more about that in a little while, guys. For right now, we're going to talk about what the movie's about. I'm going to give you a whole uh, synopsis of it. Uh, just so you guys know, this is your one and only spoiler warning. So if you guys don't want to know what the movie's about, please uh, go ahead, watch the movie, and come back, listen to the rest of this podcast. Um, but if you guys are ready, let's get into it. I'm your host, Brand, and I want to talk about movies. Evan Hansen is a high school senior who struggles with hardcore anxiety. He has a very difficult time talking to people. He has a very difficult time making friends. Um, even his body language is very closed. It's it's basically suggests that he is definitely scared of people. Um, he, he has a therapist, and his therapist has prescribed him 
uh, many pills um, along with an assignment to write a letter, a letter to himself every day. Dear Evan Hansen, today's going to be a great day, and here's why. <clears throat> um, unfortunately, Evan has a very difficult time writing this letter. He is unable to kind of put the words together as to why it's going to be a great day. And unfortunately, he tends to kind of shrug off that responsibility. Um, what, meanwhile, his mother, who is a nurse and kind of hardly ever home, um, but when she is home, she does show to be a very caring single mother to uh, Evan. Um, she believes that the letters will work and that he'll get over his anxiety one day and he'll definitely make a friend. She definitely encourages him to get out there. Um, when Evan gets to school, it is clear that he is very uncomfortable. Um, he speaks to his one friend, uh, Jared, and Jared is not really a friend. And even Jared himself will, has gone out on a limb to say that too, that they are not in fact friends. They are family friends. Um, Evan's mom is friends with his mom. And so that's why they are technically quote unquote friends. Um, but Jared does not particularly care to hang out with Evan. Um, Evan has a huge crush on a girl named Zoe. Uh, Zoe Murphy. She is in the marching band, or yeah, marching band, and she plays guitar. Super cool. Uh, Zoe has a brother named Connor, and Connor and and Evan are very similar. Where you know they probably don't have the same anxieties, but you know they're both loners, um, and they're both trying to kind of figure out a way how to get into that normalcy of not being outcasts but the difference is that is that evan um kind of suffers in silence whereas connor kind of projects his 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 um anger and definitely shows it off and has no issue showing it off um to the point where there there were these jocks who were walking in the hallway and they had passed by connor and they had made a comment about him and when connor was walking away uh, evan had kind of like locked eyes with him and you know when you when you walk past somebody you don't even if you don't really know them you know you give them a smile give them a little nod like acknowledge their existence and evan does that but because of his anxiety he is nervous about it and ends up kind of not really chuckling or laughing but he makes like a sound that Connor takes as laughing and uh, Connor goes up to him and yells at him full on yells at him so that everybody around can hear and stare at them. And he tells him to stop laughing and then walks away. And of course, again, because of his anxiety, Evan has eyes all over him and he clearly doesn't like it. And this event happens so aggressively that Connor's sister Zoe has to come up to Evan to apologize for Connor's behavior. Super crazy. And unfortunately, Evan cannot talk to her. He gets scared and runs away. Um, eventually, Evan is in the library trying to type out his, his uh, Dear Evan Hansen letter before he goes to his therapy session. 
and he does and prints it out and connor is there as well um again evan had broken his arm and people are asking him or connor asked him how did he break his arm and he said that it's revealed that he broke his arm during the summer falling out of a tree he climbed up a tree and fell down broke his arm and so connor volunteers to sign his cast so he writes connor in big letters right on the front of the cast um connor then turns around and grabs the paper from the printer and it is revealed that evan had written a letter the the dear evan hansen letter is about zoe in some ways and somewhat about connor's family and connor reads it and is immediately upset about it he accuses um evan as someone who put it there on purpose you know you did it to trigger me and connor runs off he runs away um over the next few days evan is deathly afraid that connor is going to put the dear evan hansen letter out on the internet and embarrass him um a few days pass and it hasn't happened yet but he's still very confident that it will happen um evan is then called to the principal's office where he meets uh connor's mom and stepfather and it is revealed that connor had taken his own life and that they found a letter in his jacket that was addressed to evan and they take it as connor's suicide note um not only do they mistake that but they also mistaken evan as connor's really good friend possibly even best friend and they're surprised that that connor even had friends at all um it's made even worse when they look at evan's uh, cast and they see connor's name and it is also still still the only name on there so they invite evan to dinner as a as a way to kind of get to know who he is and what their relationship was between evan and connor and unfortunately evan's not able to put into words how to tell them the correct thing you know hey that's not that's not his letter it's mine i wrote it to myself um not only because of his anxieties but because of the fact that it's a very difficult situation to be in even if you are even if you don't have any kind of anxiousness or anything like that you, you it's very difficult to get out of a situation like that um so evan kind of painted in, in a corner decides to make up a lie a bigger another lie and he says that the way he broke his arm was that he and connor were walking through an apple orchard and they climbed up a tree and evan fell broke his arm and connor was there to lift them up you know it's a very touching story um it turns out the apple orchard was a place that connor and his family would visit when they were kids and they would have picnics there all the time and they were very surprised that connor knew or connor still remembered about that place and it was very touching and, and very warm-hearted um they want to know more they want to know why evan has never been mentioned or why they've never seen from him or anything like that and so evan with the help of Jer of jared uh, for someone who's not his friend jared is around a lot and uh jared helps him create 
these back and forth emails between essentially Evan Hansen and Evan Hansen as Connor. And um, he gives those to the Murphys and they just, they love it. They, they think it's, it's awesome. They think that they found another part of their son and they're just so pleased with it. Uh, the class president, um, Alana, she is trying to make uh, a memorial service for Connor, and she invites Evan to to talk at that at that event. And he says no, obviously. Um, but he is eventually encouraged by Connor's mom to go ahead and and try it. Um, he ends up spending a lot of time with uh, Connor's family. And they end up, you know, really liking him. They consider him a, a another son to them, and you know they're very happy to have him around. Um, with him doing that, he spends less and less time with his mom. His mom is a nurse, and she's very, very busy at work. But you know, in her free time, she tries to spend as much time as she can with Evan. Unfortunately, um, you know, there's not a whole lot. But now, since he found you know, this new family, essentially, he has been spending a lot more time with them. Um, Alana, uh, again, the class president, encourages him to give the speech. And uh, she actually tells him that she also suffers from social anxieties as well. Um, although she is the class president, she is in charge of a bunch of uh, social clubs at school um she also suffers from depression uh social anxiety and she also has been prescribed medicine to kind of cope with that um evan learns that there are other people out there who are also suffering um in similar ways that he is and so the day comes where he's going to give his speech and of course it goes as well as it is to be expected you know, he goes up there, he stammers, he he falls, he trips, stumbles, and he gets up, dusts himself off, and he says a very nice tribute, not only to Connor, but also to people who need to hear something. You know, people who need to know that they're not alone, they're not by themselves. If you need someone to talk to, there's always someone available, there's always another choice, there's always another option. Definitely... If you feel like you need help, definitely seek that help. And this gains a lot of traction. Um, obviously, in this day and age, everything is online. And that's what they do. They put his speech online. And it gets thousands upon thousands of views to the point where Alana feels that she wants to start a club of awareness. Because, like I said, she also suffers from these anxieties. And she wants other people to know that there's another way. So they make a club in honor of Connor and, and uh, she decides to start make a Kickstarter for $100,000. And what they're going to do with that money is that they're going to reopen the apple orchard and, and kind of make it a memorial to Connor. Um, everyone loves this idea. It's a fantastic idea. In the meantime... Evan and Zoe start to date. They decide that they do like each other. They both like each other. And they decide to kind of make it into a relationship. Um, with this, uh, Evan kind of starts to 
um, neglect a lot of things. He starts neglecting his mom. He tells his mom that he's hanging out with Jared. Um, he tells his uh, he tells he stops going to his therapy sessions. Um, he stops going to the the Connor Murphy Memorial Club, and you know he kind of just shrugs up whatever responsibilities he has. He kind of starts to shrug those. And so one day he's in the library just doing his work and Alana confronts him. You know, she's noticed that there's a few, um, a few hiccups in his story in Connor Orchard's story. Um, one, it's pretty much the only story that he has with Connor and two, his broken arm doesn't line up with the story either. So she's kind of confronting him about it. And in this at this point is when he, uh, where Evan shows Alana the uh, the suicide note, the Dear Evan Hansen letter, and he sends it to her, and she takes it upon herself to post it on social media. And as soon as she does, the world sees it. The world sees it, and they read it, and the thing they take from it is that Connor's family are monsters. They think that they're terrible people. They're like, oh my gosh, he killed himself. It's their fault. Comments upon negative comment upon negative comment upon negative comment just start rolling in. And, you know, Evan calls up Alana and tells her, hey, you know, you got to take the picture down. But at that point, she had already taken it down. She felt so bad that she had already taken the picture down, but it was too late. It had gotten its own amount of traction, it had gone viral. And it was just out of her hands at that point. Evan goes to the Murphy's house. And again, because of his social anxiety, he doesn't know how to handle this situation. He is over there, like starting to like curl up in a ball and just not know how to deal with this situation of people being angry around him about something that he caused. And so he finally comes clean and tells them, no, it's not a suicide letter. It's, it's, it's an assignment. It's an assignment that his therapist had given to him that he is supposed to be doing. And, you know, it was an accident. He was, he apologized profusely and he left. And of course, you know, this caused strain in his relationships with them. And he ended up, uh, him and Zoe ended up breaking up, of course, obviously. And, they kind of stop spending time together, which makes total sense. Um, Evan Hansen's mom, who kind of didn't really know what was going on. She was a little oblivious. She, she kind of learned a few things here and there. But for the most part, she was pretty oblivious. And he told her, you know, he, he finally came clean and told her what was going on and that he messed up and all that jazz. And it is revealed that Evan didn't fall from that tree to break his arm. He didn't fall and break his arm. He jumped and just by chance broke his arm. He was actually trying to commit suicide because he was so he was so depressed and so felt so alone that he couldn't really handle it anymore. And in the end he just he it was a failed attempt and he just broke his arm. Um, his mother reveals how or Reveals what happened the day his father had left. Um, Evan's father had left them when he was very young. And 
you know, he thought that his mother was going to leave too, but she would never leave him. So it's revealed that his mother does truly care about him, even though she, you know, makes him go to like the doctor and wants him to be quote unquote normal. She's doing it out of love. She's not doing it out of hate. She doesn't want him to not be the person that he is. She just wants him to be a, a better version of himself in some ways, maybe. <laughs> but um, it's it's out of love. That's the important thing to take from that. Um, so, of course, you know, eventually Evan does come clean to the world. He tells them, hey, um, the letter is mine. It's not Connor's. It's not the Murphy's fault. Please don't blame them. Please don't hurt them. Please don't um, speak poorly of them. And, of course, everything essentially goes back to the way it was before, where, you know, Connor, not Connor, uh, Evan sat by himself at lunch. He didn't really have a whole lot of friends. Um, Jared, Jared was still there. (laughs) Um, But in the end, he kind of just went back to being himself. Um, eventually he did do some research to find, find out that Connor did spend time in rehab and he, like while he was in like, um, in their circle, he had played the guitar and made a really nice song. And he found a recording of that song and sent it to the family, the Murphys. And they were very happy to see it, very happy to, in a sense, have um, a new piece of their son back with them. And it was very happy, very, very good. Um, the movie ends with Evan Hansen hanging out in, in the apple orchard. Um, they had met their goal, and they had they had opened the, the apple orchard, and they had renamed it for In Memory of Connor. And... And Zoe comes to meet him. Things apparently are okay between him and Zoe. Probably not the best. They're probably honestly not going to be talking to each other after that. But, you know, they talk to each other. They walk through the orchard. And she wanted him to, she wanted him to meet, him, meet her there because she wanted him to see the place. She wanted him to see the orchard and see what Connor liked about it. And then she left for school. She was going to go to school in about two weeks. So, you know, she was essentially getting out of his life. (laughs) Um, The story ends with Evan at the orchard just hanging out by himself. And he seems to be okay. So before I get into my opinion on this movie, um, let's actually dive a little deeper into the history of it Um, as i said before originally uh, this was a broadway musical and it was eventually adapted into a movie and it took about maybe five years or so it was it was uh debuted back in 2016 and took about five years it must i mean like, like i like i had said i had never heard of this musical i'd never heard of this show um until fairly recently probably within the past year and um you know i didn't really know much about it before then but i'm guessing it must have some kind of notoriety or some kind of uh, popular fan base um that will allow it to to actually be made into a movie and even for 
something like like Harry Potter with J.K. Rowling. She she finished the first book in 1995 and ended up making a movie deal um, sometime, I guess, in 99 or so, or maybe ni- 1999 or maybe 2000. But the first Harry Potter movie came out in 2001. So that's not bad. I mean, like I said, it's obviously not as popular as Harry Potter, clearly. But, I mean, it does have some kind of popular fan base. Uh, it has won quite a few awards um definitely seems really popular and it's uh and it's uh different stories here um it looks like out of the original cast which i think is always important like i i if i was to if i was to make some kind of adaptation for a popular musical i'd want to use the original cast that's what they did for for most of the characters in rent um, when they made the movie, the only person who wasn't an original cast member in Rent was Rosario Dawson, but everyone else was. Now, in this one, it's kind of the opposite, where everybody is new in this show except for Ben Platt, who plays Evan Hansen. He's the only one to reprise his role. Um, I'm guessing the others weren't interested or weren't able to. Um it seems like for the most part, the him and the lady who played his mother looks like they played the longest um, roles in the Broadway play um, with very few uh, people replacing them, which is very interesting, I guess. Um, definitely a very interesting turn. It's definitely something for sure. <laughs> but with that said, guys, let's talk about the opinions. All right, honest opinion, guys. After watching this movie, I have to say that I am not a fan. I am not a fan, honestly. Um, You know, uh, there's a reason why I don't listen to the songs before I see the musical. And it's because it creates kind of an unrealistic um, version in my head you know honestly there are times where i feel like i can perfectly imagine what's going on and then there are other times where i have no idea what's going on and for a couple of the songs it was like that where i had no idea like who was singing i had no idea like what was going on um and then there were times where you know i i imagined something and then i watch it and it's something else and that happened a few times throughout this this this, uh, movie and honestly there's just a lot of red flags that i was just like okay well that's not something i can get into so first and foremost let's actually talk about the main character and a lot of people don't realize this but the main character's role is to make things happen so although evan hansen is the title character he is in fact not the main character uh, the main character in this case would be Connor. Um, honestly, I, I feel like Connor is a very pivotal role because he's the main character. Um, everything takes place because of him. You know, if he doesn't commit suicide, then the story doesn't happen, essentially. Um, so, you know, I felt like I, I didn't like Connor. I just didn't like him. Like, 
yeah, it's sad that he <laughs> he committed suicide. But at the same time, though, he was kind of a jerk. I mean, we only see him a handful of times throughout the movie, and I'm assuming as well in the uh, in the Broadway show. But in the moments that we see him, where it's actually him and not like an imaginary figure or a romanticized figure, it's him as a jerk. I mean, let's let's think about this. So in the first one of the first scenes we see him, he is screaming at the top of his lungs at Evan Hansen to stop laughing at him when Evan's not really laughing at him, you know? I mean, everyone takes things in their own way, but at the same time, let's be real, he wasn't laughing and Connor took it the extremely wrong way. And then afterwards, you know, when we see him again, before he kills himself, um, you know, he again starts yelling at Evan for doing something that Evan did not plan to do. But he is assuming that Evan planned to do it. Oh, you did this. You planted this here because I'm because you knew I'd be here, and like you're just trying to trigger me. And it's like you're just trying to set set something up. And then after after he's gone, you know, like, like I had mentioned before, um, Connor's mom takes Evan into Connor's room, and one of the things that Evan notices is there are several giant holes in his wall in connor's wall and you know it proves that either he was punching the wall or maybe he hit his head through the wall kicking it something whatever it was he was clearly um unstable and maybe a little unhinged as well um one thing that really stood out to me about him was uh zoe's reaction to him being gone and it wasn't like very sad like at first she does eventually kind of come around and does feel genuine loss for her brother um but when we first start talking to her about connor she is very not not very remorseful she doesn't really seem to be very phased by it you know um to an extent but she even tells like a couple of stories about him and one story is that she had um connor had disappeared for like two or three days and she he called her and she caught the bus to go find him like he needed like he needed her her brother needed his sister and she goes there and turns out he just needed money and so she gave him money and then she went back home and then he was still gone for x amount of days that we don't really know about but the whole thing is that she was 12 years old. She was 12 years old, and that's all he wanted from her was just money. And then um, there was another story that she had told right after, saying that he was, like, screaming at her, saying that he was going to kill her and all this stuff. And I'm just like, jeez. Like, <laughs> how, how, is this, how is this family, like, surviving with this individual? You know, and for Mrs. Murphy, she seems like the kind of person who is going to let a lot of things slide, but she's going to try her best to try and fix it and not blame that individual. Um, and even then, like after he had passed, you know, she was still doing that same thing. Like, oh, he's so he's still he was getting better. He was doing good. 
but she was really the only person who had faith in him, whereas the sister had lost faith a long time ago, and the stepdad almost almost never really had faith in Connor at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, the the actor who, who portrayed Connor, um, his name is uh, Colton Ryan, and, you know, he did a great job. I think he was very well cast. Um, but again, I, I felt like it was just so unnecessary to have him be this aggressive. And I mean, you know, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm definitely not a psychiatrist. I'm not like a doctor in any way, shape or form. But I definitely feel like Connor was very overtly um, aggressive. And it felt like it, there was just nothing for it, you know. Um, for Evan Hansen himself, again, not the main character, but still a very important piece of this show. Um, you know, I thought Ben Platt did a great job. Um, I just didn't, I, I, I'm so used to seeing Ben Platt be like this happy go lucky character and be funny and, and charismatic to see him transform into this very shy, um, somewhat awkward person is definitely like, it shows his range for sure. But I definitely think that there was a little bit of work needed. Um, he, I, I'm not sure if they like did CGI or if it was really him. I was told that he lost weight for this role, which does look like he, he does look like he, lost a lot of weight in like his his face area like his cheeks look very slim but I, I don't know just I was not really into his relationship with with Connor and then what made it worse was that he his lie was so like drastic and honestly it felt just extremely unbelievable I mean if you have somebody you know who like punching through the wall is screaming at people saying they're going to kill you, you know, like this person clearly has some kind of issue and need, and it needs to be dealt with. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm assuming it can be extremely scary. I've never been put in that situation myself, but I would imagine it'd be very difficult as a parent, let alone a sibling to deal with someone like that. But if you, on a regular basis deal with someone like that and you have somebody else telling you oh this person is like really nice like we were best friends and i wrote we wrote all these emails to each other and it's so nice and we're just happy best friends like if i was if i was um connor's mother i wouldn't really take that sitting down i'd be like wow like to me my son was like around here he was like a terrible person but around you he was super good i guess like we are monsters or we're just terrible people but yeah i feel like the relationship between connor and and evan even though it was fake well we, it was be between the the real relationship with them and the fake relationship with them it was it worked very well but all in all there was just I, I can't even put my finger on it, but it was just not very good. It wasn't the world's worst movie. 
It was just not what I had expected. And again, it's the reason why I don't listen to songs before I watch the musical. It just messes with your with your perception, man. Now, I've talked about Connor and Evan, but what about everybody else in this musical, you know? Um, like, I feel like, obviously, for Evan, he kind of makes the conscious decision to continue with this lie. You know, he sees that the lie is happening and doesn't do anything at first. Now, at first, it's completely understandable. You know, he's a kid. He doesn't know how to deal with these situations. He has a lot of um, social anxieties, and it's very difficult for him to kind of manage himself in these situations. However, he did have a lot of time and a lot of uh, opportunities to actually say something like, hey, listen, you guys are wrong. It's my note to myself, my bad. You know, I mean, obviously it's going to suck, but in the end, it's something that you should do or you have to keep up the lie forever, which is going to be very difficult. Um, but like I said, he willingly and very consciously continued on with this lie, which kind of makes him a terrible person. And then you think of Zoe. Like Zoe, you know, she seems like a really nice person. Seems like someone who, who has her normal routine um you know probably not the world's greatest person but definitely not one of the world's worst people um you know she seems really nice um she doesn't seem to be very phased by her brother's death and then she kind of is phased by it i mean it's a very complicated feeling i've never had a sibling pass i've never had anybody that close to me pass away but I would imagine that it would be very hard and very upsetting. Um, at first, she is very nonchalant about it. She's very like, meh, you know, I'm the I'm the dead kid's sister, so nah, I'm just dealing with that every day now. Like, she's blaming him for him being unhappy. She's blaming Connor for being unhappy um, to that point. And eventually she does come around. But still, I mean, it's really kind of back and forth for a while. And then um, her mom just seems kind of like the veil, the, the veil of false happiness. And then the, the stepfather seems to just be like the stepfather. You know, like I'm the stepfather. It doesn't super affect me, but it affects the people around me. So it kind of affects me. And then... Um, uh, Evan's mom seems to just be that that person who's always working, you know. Like I'm just I'm working. I can't I can't talk right now. I'm always busy. I'm always busy. I'm always busy. I'm always busy. Busy, 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 busy. Okay. Right, so, oh hey yeah. By the way, you need my help. Okay. Well, guess what? I'm too busy. You know, like she's kind of just there to be busy. Like she's those people in the background who are moving around, but. Not really doing a whole lot. Although she does prove again to show her love for her son. Um, she does take care of him. She does love him. She does try her best to be a single parent, which is very difficult, honestly. 
um, but equally important as well. And then Alana, the class president. Um, I I like her because I like her in a sense because it she shows that although she's one of those people where everything is like everything seems good, she has like a very level head on her shoulders. She you know she does all these things. She's like class president. She's uh she's in charge of like a bunch of groups at the school. You know, seems like somebody who has her life put together, but behind the veil. She doesn't like she's just as as concerned with her life as Evan is. She's as concerned at, with her social anxieties as much as Evan is probably not to the extent as Evan. But still, I mean, the fact that she does have them is something to take take note. Um, but at the same time, though, she also seems like someone who is willing to go that extra mile, that go getter. Um, as I said before, she, she took the letter from Evan Hansen and decided to post it online without really talking to anybody. And then every step of the way until then, she's been, you know, very communicative. She's been talking to people like, Hey, do you want to come and talk at, at this, at this, uh, memorial? Do you want to do this? Hey, is it okay if you do this? She actually asked Evan to talk to Connor's parents about having a memorial, having a, a service, having a club named after him, you know, all these things she asked, kind of asked permission. And then the one time she doesn't is quite frankly, the worst time ever. I mean, you know, like, like, like a suicide letter is definitely not something you want to advertise, especially for like a high school student. Like I would imagine that'd be very difficult not just for like the students to to read but for the family clearly very much so for the family um that's something you want to try and keep private you don't really want to go around flashing that and then last and certainly least uh jared jared is human garbage i think he is terrible i think he is the worst i think jared is the worst character in this whole show and the actor who played him played him so well. I feel bad. I truly do feel bad for for actors who portray their role so well. And their role is basically someone who is just a terrible person. And uh, it's just so unfortunate, you know. Um, oof. I can't even... I can't even just like really think about it. It's so crazy. Um, but even the kid who played King Joffrey in in uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, no, no, everybody hated him. Like nobody liked him. Everyone hated him. He was the worst character in that whole show, and no one really talks about how good of an actor he is. They just say how how much they hate him. Same thing with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You know, he played Negan on on The Walking Dead, and he was such a good villain when he was first introduced. Like, um, he he and uh, Norman Reedus, the guy who plays Daryl, would hang out, 
and there would be people who would come up to them and be like, Daryl, I love you. You're so awesome. And you, I hate you die, you know, and it's so powerful for an actor to have that kind of reaction. It's definitely a, a very bad reaction, but it shows that that person is very well skilled in their craft to be a character that, that you can just absolutely hate. But in this case, it's, Again, he's another character that you don't see very often. Most of the time throughout this movie, you only see Evan Hansen. You you never really see a lot more of other people. Like you don't see a lot of Gerald, Jared. So you don't see a lot of Jared. You don't see a lot of uh, of Connor. Um, you don't really see even a lot of Alama. But you see that like every scene has Ben Platt in it. You almost never see Julianne Moore. You kind of barely see Amy Adams. Like, yeah, everyone else is really just, like, background characters. But Jared is also, like, a background character. But at the same time, though, because you see him so few times, and his role is honestly very simple. Just say something that, you know, like a normal, not rude human being would say to people, and just say it. Think about those things, and then just say it. And that's that's basically what Jared is. He's just a terrible person. Honestly, I feel like once Evan Hansen and 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 Jared graduated high school, they probably never saw that much of each other ever again. And honestly, if I was Evan Hansen, I would have no issue with that. I'm sorry, you want you want me to hang out with you? Okay, well you better be calling me. Okay. But yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, I liked two songs. I mean, all the songs are really good, but I really liked two songs. The first one I liked was a song called Sincerely Me. It's a song where Evan and Jared are writing emails and posing as Evan and Connor writing emails to each other. And so you actually have Connor sing his portion uh, basically through Jared or through Evan. And it's actually, it's kind of funny. It's, it's, it's definitely a good, interesting take on it, and um, I really I like that one. And then the other song I liked, which was actually cut out of the movie, and I was kind of disappointed about it, but it was another. It was a song. It was actually originally supposed to be the first song of the musical, and um, it was called "Does Anybody Have a Map?" And it's basically sung by Evan's mom and Connor's mom talking about does anybody have a map onto how to be a mother because you know their uh, mothers and parents seem to just make up things as they go along so they just it's a really it's a really good song if you guys have the the chance to listen to it i think um it's definitely worth a listen um honestly i think the songs are better than the movie itself um but that's just that's just my opinion So aside from the characters, um, the movie itself just seemed really long. You know, it was like really long, really drawn out. And I had looked up a few reviews after I had seen the movie. And I noticed that that was a very common uh, thing. Like a lot of people were saying that, oh, you know, the movie is very long. It was very dragged out. Um, You know, let's just 
wrap it up, you know. Um, all in all, looking at this, uh, the IMDb rating gave it a 5.8, which when I first saw when I saw the movie, it was at 5.7, so it went up. Uh, it went up a little bit. Um, honestly, if I had to give it a rating, I would say it was maybe a five and a half. Maybe like a five, anywhere from a five to a five and a half, I would say. Honestly, I would not watch it again. And honestly, I wouldn't particularly recommend it. Now, does that mean it's not an important movie? No. Um, it is in some ways an important movie in, in the sense where it has a very important message. You know, um, It was a message that was said a lot uh, before COVID started. Um, but, you know, like people in high school, you know, that's kind of like the most emotional time of your life, you know, from when you get to high school to almost when you get to college. And sometimes even when you're in college, too, it's a very emotional time. And a lot of things can happen. You know, you're not really sure what's going on. You're not sure why. You question a lot of your, about yourself and you feel alone. You know, it's a very important message where you don't have to feel alone. Like there's always people there who are going to talk to you, who are who are there to talk to you, who are there to help you. You know, if you ever feel like you are, you know, not happy or something is wrong, you, you, you feel unsafe, insecure, anxious, let people know about it. I mean, obviously, you don't want to shout it from the street and be like, hey, I'm anxious. You know, you just want to go to someone and be like, hey, listen, can I talk to you? Hey, listen, I need some help. Reach out to those people. If you have a family member, reach out to that family member. If you don't feel safe talking to your family, then you have, you know, you have school, go to school. You know, they have hotlines for stuff like this, too. You know, I mean, it's not just for kids or students or, or anything like that. It's also for adults, too. You know, there are adults out there who feel anxious, who feel scared, who feel unsure. And, you know, it's perfectly fine. Like, that's what human beings do. But definitely reach out. I mean, you know, I've never been in that situation where, you know, I've ever been scared or depressed or alone enough to feel like I had to harm myself or anything like that. Thank goodness. But I've never been in that situation. So I really can't say much about it. And I've spoken to people in the past who have been in that situation, who have felt that kind of pain. And, you know, like I said before, I'm in no way, shape or form any kind of doctor, but I'm more than happy to listen to, to that person, whether they feel comfortable talking to me or not. I mean, you don't have to be, but, you know, just know that, you know, I'm definitely here to talk. You know, it's a very serious topic and, you know, I, I feel like it doesn't get a whole lot of recognition. At one point it did, but like I said, after COVID started, you know, people started going to school less and um, people started interacting with other people less. But regardless, it is still an issue that needs to be talked about. And this is very important. Unfortunately, it was just not a very good movie. But the, the message is clear that you guys are not alone. We are not alone. And we should never be made to feel like that. 
so guys that's my time thank you so much for listening i really do appreciate it i know it's been some time since i've made a post on here and i'm definitely going to try and make that a, a regular thing i'm going to try and get back into posting on a regular basis or at least a semi-regular basis um at this point um a lot has been going on around here um you know i've been dealing a lot with work i've been uh trying to take care of my own house um i actually had bees recently so that was a fun time um but yes i just wanted you guys to know i am fine i'm alive and well still trying to be cautious uh, making sure all you guys are safe, making sure we're all safe here. Um, so circling back to this talk, guys, if you guys ever feel like somebody you know needs help or if you need help, please reach out to somebody. Reach out to someone you can trust. You know, even if it's a phone call with a stranger, you know, please call those people. Let them know, hey, I'm not doing well or be that person who can who can just listen. A lot can happen. Like you never really understand how much listening can help somebody. Even if you have no idea what they're talking about, or you know, you, you just you've never been involved in anything and you can't just you can't relate to anything they're saying. But it means the world to that person just to have someone to talk to. And that's really all it takes, guys. So with that said, again, thank you so much for listening. And as usual, I will leave you with a quote from this movie. And it doesn't, I think this stems out pretty true no matter what you're thinking. But a lot of people feel like us. Thank you, movie lovers. Until next time.